Hello there, and greetings to you. Welcome to Duel of the Takes, the movie and pop culture podcast that pins the wildest, most unpopular opinions head-to-head. Today's episode, the rest of the panel is going to try and guess my top 10 favorite horror movies of all time. I gave them a list of 40 films I had seen numerous times with a few hints. The results were not what I expected. My name's Nathaniel Martin, and I am joined by my regular co-hosts, Joshua Kubis, Alden Mason, and Jory Boston. Hello everyone, welcome to Duel of the Takes. Today we're doing a new type of format. We had a bit of a scheduling conflict with one of our guests. Hopefully we'll be able to have them later this month. For the entire month of October, are doing a whole month of Halloween slash horror films. So this, uh, this should be fun. At the end of the month, we are doing the 80s horror bracket. Uh, so a lot of the movies that are on this list are also going to be featured in that bracket. I got to say, how are you guys doing so far catching up on the 80s horror movies? I've been having fun. Uh, for me, it's a lot of these movies I've seen for the first time. But um, Same. I rewatched the original Halloween. Um, thought it was pretty solid. And just kind of getting through the Halloween sequels right now. And then I'll probably move on to the Friday the 13th stuff. And then... I'll do all the one-offs. Nice, nice. Thanks. All right, well, today you three are guessing my top 10 favorite horror movies of all time. I think this is going to be very interesting. I do talk about a lot of these movies, um, and I'm pretty sure you can tell by this pool. I do have um, some sort of preference for 80s horror movies, which I think is fitting, seeing as how you guys are going to have to watch a lot of these at some point. The way that this is will work is we're going to start at number 10. Alden is going to guess what my number 10 is, then Jory, then Josh, and then after all of you guess, you're allowed to ask me questions, you're allowed to make predictions, um, but I will then reveal what my number 10 actually was. Whoever has the smallest point difference at the end of the game will win. All right. So there are a list of 40 movies to choose from, and 10 of them are obviously my top 10. I will read these off for our... uh, our audience real quick uh the fly 1986 suspiria 2018 halloween 1978 the sixth sense 1999 return of the living dead 1985 day of the dead also 1985 nightmare on elm street 1984 suspiria 1977 halloween 2018 the twilight zone movie 1983 creep show 1982 Child's Play, 1988, It Follows, 2014, The Conjuring 2, 2016, The Babadook, 2014, Hereditary, 2018, Midsummer, 2019, The Exorcist, 1973, Poltergeist, 1982, Night of the Living Dead, 1968, Rosemary's Baby, 1968, Halloween, 1978, Scream, 1996, Final Destination, 2000, Carrie, 1976, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, 1987, Silence of the Lambs, 1991, The Shining, 1980, The Howling, 1981, An American Werewolf in London, 1981, Friday the 13th Part 3, 1982, The Thing, 1982, A Quiet Place, 2018, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, 1982, The Evil Dead, 1981, Psycho, 1960, Psycho 2, 1983, the Witch, 2015, It Comes at Night, 2017, and Saw 2, 2005. Those are the 40 movies you have to choose from. And you have to guess my top 10. Alden, what do you think my 10th favorite horror movie is? <laughs> uh... 
I can figure out some of these that would definitely be in your top 10, but your number 10 is difficult. It is. Yeah, I think I think this is probably a pretty hard spot. I have to pick something that maybe you're not too big of a fan of, but I know you'll like anyway. Good rule of thumb for number 10. I will say that this is kind of like one of those where it's like, I don't love the movie, but I do appreciate it a good amount. Like, I, I think it's, it's pretty great. Sure, yeah. Well, for some reason, I'm leaning towards Night of the Living Dead. 1968 do you want to ask me any questions about it or do you just want to stick with that i'm just sticking with it it has been locked jory what's your take i'm also not too sure about this one but my gut is telling me to pick halloween 2 is halloween 2 on this list no fuck (laughs) (laughs) my gut is telling me to pick halloween 3 season of the witch 1982 that's what i meant by 2 okay Gotcha. Uh, do you want to ask me any questions about Halloween 3 Season of the Witch? or No, I do want to ask you a question about it. I want to ask um, why specifically Halloween 3 out of the, the larger franchise, out of any of the sequels, like compared to 2 or 4, say. Have you seen 3 per se? Uh, per se, I have not. Okay, well, it's the most wildly different of the Halloween franchise. Uh, Michael Myers isn't in the movie. It's kind of where they were originally trying to take the Halloween franchise. Uh, John Carpenter thought that the first Halloween movie should have just been a standalone and the studio kind of forced his hand to make Halloween 2 also about Michael Myers and uh, Laurie. Uh, So when the third one rolled around, they stuck with the original premise of each of them being isolated horror movies that take place on Halloween. The atmosphere is cool, but the the kills are cheesy. It's it's a very weird movie. The soundtrack's kind of neat and the premise is, is pretty cool. It's all about these like masks that this evil coven of witches are creating to take over the world on halloween it's pretty fun so now that i've asked a question about it is that locked in or is that so because you've asked a question about it you're allowed to switch your answer you're allowed to guess something else or you can just lock it i do want to guess something else in that case but i do want to ask you a question about this one as well that's fine how do you feel about psycho 2 so psycho 2 is actually i know josh likes this movie a lot um i too also really like psycho 2 it's such a bold horror movie sequel especially since psycho is seen as like a classic where psycho 2 takes place 20 years after the event norman gets released from the penitentiary that he's in and everyone assumes that he's gonna kill again and so there's kind of like a murder mystery going on he gets a job at like a diner you know everyone's like obviously it's him and the way that the story unfolds is really unpredictable especially since the audience is kind of like okay yeah it's definitely norman again so it subverts your expectations in a really really good way the budget's a little lower than it probably should have been and you can tell it doesn't have the master direction of hitchcock but the writing is so solid it had like no reason to be good and it was yeah it's it's a really solid follow-up for some reason i think i'm gonna go with psycho 2 as my answer for number 10 josh what is your prediction i was gonna go with a different movie but then you had a line that said it's a movie that you think is good very good but and you respect a lot but maybe you don't love i'm actually gonna go with the original 1960 psycho because i feel like that's a movie you do really enjoy but i don't know if that's gonna like be in your like your top five or anything that's fair it's pretty pretty based i like that reasoning what is your take on psycho like aside from the historical preference just as a movie you enjoy um well i guess that this isn't entirely devoid of the historical standpoint but i will say um especially for films of its era it's extremely rewatchable the pacing's a little slow compared to like what a modern mystery thriller would be 
but I really like that style. And um, it is one of those movies that I feel like if you're going to show someone a black and white movie, it's probably a really good one to get them interested in watching movies that they associate with being extremely old. Yeah. Uh, because the characters are really well done. The directing is phenomenal. And it honestly, it laid a lot of groundwork for like mysteries and thrillers to come. I don't like the take that Psycho is the like the the grandfather of horror movies, because to me, it is more a by the numbers thriller. It feels more in line with like like something like Zodiac feels derivative of Psycho more so than, say, uh, Halloween or uh the final destination just to throw a few out there i like the nickname that hitchcock gets is the master of suspense more than horror yes i 100 percent agree i i think like he has other movies that lay the groundwork for horror better even the birds is more of a standard horror movie than psycho and also the trailer for psycho is one of the coolest trailers of all time and the production design is so fucking incredible the original psycho might be on like my top 10 favorite movies of all time in general i adore that film um are you locking in psycho yeah i'm gonna lock in psycho damn so uh yeah my number 10 was psycho 1960 <gasps> wow yo josh is right on the money there holy shit well done josh i'm assuming we're not allowed to pick the same movies you can keep picking the same movie if you want like if josh went before me i would also say psycho no i, th I think you can oh okay because if you were like really think that their reasoning is strong then you're probably going to want to lock that too. Gotcha. I can't believe it did that. My number nine. I'm going to give a little hint like I did for number 10 because I think that actually made it really interesting. There's only one other movie in this same subgenre as this film on this entire list. So there's two movies that fit this subgenre at number nine. So they're not only horror, they're a different like type or category of horror and there's only two of them josh went last last time how about josh goes first this time maybe alden and jory will be able to alley-oop some points oh i think I know. i'm gonna go with scream i think it takes on that kind of parody like subgenre where it kind of not makes fun of these movies but like it, it was made in 1996 like you could tell like they were going for the the tropes where they talk about the movie halloween for that one scene and uh, a lot of times, I think it's a dark comedy. I think there's some really funny scenes with Matthew Lillard in that. Once you said subgenre, I instantly thought like dark comedy because that's kind of what I connect when it comes to horror. At least personally to me, some of my favorite like dark comedies with a horror aspect is like Ready or Not or movies like that. And I think Scream is a really cool example where it is a slasher film, but doesn't take itself too seriously. And I think it's in your top 10. Maybe, maybe not, but I'll take a chance here since I got the number 10 correctly and say Scream. All right. All right. Good choice. So Scream is Josh's lock for number nine. Jordan, when you say subgenre, what I immediately think of as far as horror goes is like what type of threat are we dealing with here as i just scanned the list down real quick to just look for like something that there was just a pair of movies that were like that my eyes immediately went to the howling and and then ugh, and an american werewolf in london all right so between the two of those i have a feeling that you appreciate the transformation scene at least in Amer an american werewolf in london more than that in the howling despite the fact that their effects are pretty similar and both were pretty revolutionary at the time both came out the same year too which is incredible there are two incredible werewolf transformation movies the same year like how insane in 1981 they were just like what if fucking werewolves man <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I also uh, just recently learned this is a little bit of like an aside, but um, so I was watching one of those like uh, actors like on their career things about uh, what's his name, like Patrick Bateman or Nathan Bateman, whatever his name is. But uh, he was talking about Teen Wolf 2 and he mentioned like offhandedly, he was like, I'm pretty sure that won Best Picture that year. And I was like, what, what the fuck? Did Teen Wolf 2 actually win Best Picture? No. What a motherfucker. He just lied. He was trolling. Why the hell would Teen Wolf 2 win Best Picture? I don't know, but he said it a few times. Like, I was like, huh? I can't believe Max Landis almost wrote a sequel to An American Werewolf in London. Thank God that didn't happen. <laughs> um, Are you going to lock in American Werewolf in London? Did you want to ask me a question about it? Okay, cool. Oh, speaking of Teen Wolf 2 again, the main character's name is Todd Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Xbox. Happy Easter, Xbox. All right, Alden, it's your turn to make a prediction. I, I mm, So I'm kind of thinking Child's Play because Child's Play and the Babadook kind of have a subgenre, I would say. Alden, did you see the Babadook? No. I can tell. I, w- I was with you there, Alden, though. Child's Play was one I was also thinking of. I don't know, because the Babadook is like... A gay icon? A monster from a book or something, right? Yeah, apparently. He, he was in the LGBT section on Hulu or something for like... T- it was on Netflix, yeah. Why can't you just be straight? <laughs> ah! <laughs> Have you ever tried not being a mutant? <laughs> Have you tried not having ice powers? Yeah, so Babadook in Child's Play, I guess they're kind of both about a kid that can is the main character or one of the main characters. And it's like mostly about a mother-son relationship. So I guess you could see those being in the same subgenre. The Babadook, I guess, is a character in a book, but it's not like the physical manifestation of that character in the book comes to life. It's more of like a hallucination kind of thing. So I would hesitate to call those the same. Uh, I think it's a manifestation of like the boy's father or something. I don't know. I, I've seen the Babadook like three times, but it was like all within the year it came out because I kept wanting to showing like, like keep showing my friends the movie. So I haven't seen it in probably five or six years, but it's a good flick. Acting's incredible, especially by the mom. I forget her name. Kind of throws off my child's play well i also like child's play a lot i think it's a good i don't know what to compare it to because you said there were two movies of, uh, in the same subgenre. i think child's play could definitely be a dark comedy <laughs> yeah she's about to throw him in the fire and chucky's like let me go you bitch or something yeah yeah he calls the mom a bitch like multiple times <laughs> <laughs> josh told me there i'm gonna stick with child's play you lock in child's play at number nine my number nine is in fact creep show uh the subgenre was horror anthology and i uh, had the twilight zone the movie and creep show and creep show just edged it out a little bit for me in those in those subcategories did any of us lose points was there a movie that's not on the top 10 two of these movies are not on the top 10 wait josh what did you guess again i said scream fuck <laughs> i said an american werewolf in london oh you did mm. i i think scream is probably on there before an american werewolf in london i'd be shocked if scream was not on here maybe i said it too early we'll find out yeah oh well oh well i'm sure both of my picks are off list right now number eight i i want to give a hint for this but i don't want to make it too obvious this movie reinvented the genre that it's a part of hmm. <laughs> which you could say that about like eight of the movies on here so 
Okay. Oh, by the way, half of my list are movies from the 80s. So just throwing that tip out there for, for general purposes. Is this one a movie from the 80s? Maybe. It did reinvent a genre, and I do think the 80s were the decade of reinventing stale genres. I will say that. Um, Jory, you haven't had a turn to go first yet. So no, I have not. I think you should probably go here. I'm gonna make the assumption that it's from the 80s. Immediately when you said reinvented genres, my first thought was to Night of the Living Dead, but then I was like, no, that more invented the genre. I would say at least. Yes. But in the case of zombie movies, then I've got a couple of choices because Return of the Living Dead is on this list. And did I just not see another? Uh, yeah, Day of the Dead's also on the list. Day of the Dead. Yeah, that's the other one. That I and both came out in 1985, I believe. Uh, shit. Between the two, because I do think that I want to go with one of those. Fair. Have you seen both of these movies, Jory? No, I have not. Have you seen either of these movies? No, I have not. I've seen clips from both. Like, I'm aware of both of them, but... Cool. Well, if you want to ask me a question about the two movies, I can be happy to narrow that down for you. As far as, like, the take on zombies as a whole like would you mind if i asked you one about both of them sure like what to you is what the zombie genre is about i think the zombie genre at its core is essentially about two things it's about disease and it's about being overrun by a fairly weak monster most other monster movies or horror movies have one main threat, have one monster. But the zombie movie in particular is kind of more about there's so many of them, we can't physically stop them. And I think actually both of these movies do a better job of showcasing that than the rest of the zombie subgenre of horror films. All right. Well, in that case, I think I'm going to go with Day of the Dead. Okay. I have a feeling that uh, the core story taking place locked in the bunker where the rest of the world has already fallen is a little more interesting for the genre and a little bit more of like a driving nail for the genre than return of the living deads you know just like oh no there's like toxic gas turning people into zombies that's true that's my take alden you can go second this time i'm kind of torn okay i know i've talked with you about the thing previously mm, yeah i was looking at that one too i don't have anything to ask you about it i i am leaning towards the thing uh i can't personally think of anything it, would have done better than previous well there is a movie called the thing that came up before and the the most popular one the 1982 movie is a remake of that previous one uh it's subgenre it's kind of like an alien slash like survival horror kind of yeah movie which is a very very weird subgenre it's almost like a whodunit also though because you're trying to figure out who the monster is the entire movie exactly yeah and that's what i kind of like about it yeah it, it's a very unique horror movie despite there now being three of the things and one on the way soon to be another so i'm excited to see what they do with this fourth but they really need they need a good score they need good performances across the board it's going to be a hard movie to remake i think it would be cool to just see a sequel like similar premise different location yeah, I kind of really appreciated that about the third one, that it was not exactly a remake, that it was actually a prequel. So you going with the thing, Alden? I, I believe I am. I can't really... I'm having a hard time trying to put another one of the movies on this list above it. So yeah, I'm sticking with the thing. Josh, what do you think my number eight is? I have talked about this movie with you before. Okay. I don't know if we've seen it together. But I did watch it in college. Because there was a part of me that did want to say scream again when you said 
changing the genre. I definitely reinvented the slasher genre. I don't know if it's for the better, but it did reinvent it. But you know I watched Scream for the first time last month, so that takes it out completely. Something that you watched in college that you think is revolutionary. That is a couple <laughs> of movies here. There's a lot. <laughs> Wait, sorry to bother you. He's not on this list. <laughs> there was a part of me that did want to say A Quiet Place, but I don't know if that changed anything. I think it just had a a cool premise i don't think it was revolutionary to its genre yeah see that's what i had a hard time with when i looked at it i couldn't place that movie into a genre it's like a sound monster genre that they rip off from screen it reminded me a lot of uh alien or um signs <laughs> did it <laughs> yeah a little bit it reminds me of signs a lot it did it did remind me of signs i was gonna say that movie that also came out like fairly recently i think it was the same year actually the one where like the teens break into that blind dude's house don't breathe came out two years before and in my opinion a better movie what do you think about 1977 suspiria uh it's it's a very interesting movie especially for its time i think it's it's probably more ambitious than it is actually good if that makes any sense it's one part a slasher movie before the slasher movie really took off with things like halloween but it's also like a like a witch slash like coven kind of movie so there's a couple different elements at play cinematography and like production design are straight up incredible but like the performances are really, really weird because it's an Italian horror film, I believe, done by Dario Argento. And they have German actors, they have Italian actors, they have one American actor and two French actors. So everyone was saying their native languages on set, and then they redubbed everyone else's lines for whatever language they were in. Kind of ambitious, but also kind of confusing because half the characters' mouths don't match up with what they're saying. Um, so that alone kind of makes it inaccessible in a way. I think it's a pretty decent movie. The remake's also pretty, pretty well done. And it's made by the guy who did Call Me By Your Name. Oh, shit. I think that there's a lot of potential for his filmography moving forward after seeing uh, the Suspiria remake, seeing him do one of like the most stylistic horror movies in an entirely different way is really interesting to me so I, I i trust whatever he's doing next what about silence of the lambs it's a really really solid psychological thriller i have a hard time pinning it to a subgenre. i guess it's like a serial killer kind of um murder mystery sort of kind of mystery yeah it's kind of like a it's almost like a detective thriller more than a horror movie. Yeah, and I think that's why it was one of the first to get like absurd amounts of Academy Award buzz because it isn't really a horror movie. And uh, but it it coexists between horror mystery and thriller very well. It's a great film. It's some of the best acting ever. I think Jodie Foster's incredible in it. Anthony Hopkins, yeah. Uh, the fact that he got nominated for actor in a leading film despite only having 13 minutes of screen time is just insane i know i'm sure you rewatched this in college because the remake was coming out there is a part of me that just wants to say the original halloween that is a genre defining changing movie and i know it's not your favorite halloween if the original halloween is on your list i don't think it's in your top five so i'm gonna go with halloween all right cool good choice at number eight Jory guessed Dead of the Dead, Alden guessed The Thing, and Josh guessed Halloween. Jory, you're going to hate this. It was the other one, wasn't it? Fuck! <laughs> Number eight was Return of the Living Dead. You were so close. Ah, <sighs> goddammit. First time zombies could run in a movie. 
and I mean like full on sprint. It, it exists in a universe where Night of the Living Dead exists, and these characters know about it. Uh, really, really dark ending too. If you have not seen Return of the Living Dead and you like zombie movies, it's my favorite zombie movie probably. Um, Day of the Dead is really good too, but if we're talking specifically horror. I think that the zombies in Return of the Living Dead are significantly scarier than like the pale blood ones that George A. Ramiro likes to make. So were any of our movies in the top 10? Two of them were in the top 10. Not mine. I said Halloween. I don't think it's on the list. Yeah, probably not. I feel like the thing has to be on here. Hey, you. Yeah. You. You want to help support Duel of the Takes and look sexy as all hell doing it? Well, we have a great offer for you. Right now, Pierre Arden is offering a special deal on their whole inventory of European-style timepieces and wristwatches for our fans. Head over to PierreArden.com and use promo code NATEM25 at checkout to get 25% off your order. At Pierre Arden, their focus is to design cutting-edge timepieces alongside precision manufacturing, making every watch a true masterpiece to be proud of. I'm a sucker for a good deal, so I bought one myself. The Complaiso, which is currently on sale for $30 off its regular price. Plus, with promo code NATEM25 at checkout, you'll save an additional 25% off your order. You'll be walking away with a great fashion accessory and a way to keep time without pulling out your phone. All for a great deal. Again, head over to PierreArden.com. That's P-I-E-R-R-E-A-R-D-E-N dot C-O-M to pick out a nice watch for yourself or a loved one and use promo code NATEM25 at checkout. Save 25% off your order. It helps the show and it'll help you make an impression wearing a sexy new timepiece on your wrist. Number seven, hint about this movie. Three movies that have been said that are on my list. So this is one of them. This is one of the three that's already been said that is on my list. So it's either Scream, The Thing. What did we do for uh, the first round? Psycho 2, Psycho, and Night of the Living Dead. With my answer two rounds ago, and I'll say Scream is here. I just hmm, I just don't think Scream is in your top five. There's going to be a lot of 80s horror movies in your top five, just based on your taste. Scream miss the top five the thing being at number what is this six seven seven yeah no i i agree with josh i'm gonna go with scream alden do you have a pick you can ask me a question too you know can i get a the rundown again so it's one of the movies i've already said is on my list your options are the thing scream or psycho no psycho is your number 10 okay well thanks for spilling the beans there josh <laughs> wait i thought we knew that Wait, that that was included? Well, we did, but Alden might not have known that it was at number 10. He could have forgotten. <laughs> All right, so it's either Scream or The Thing. Yeah, I feel like The Thing might be a little higher, but I'm not sure. So I'm going to go Scream anyway. Well, I gave you guys a really good hint that round. It is Scream. Yeah. Scream <laughs> is definitely a movie that reinvented the genre that it's in. Kind of also simultaneously killed the slasher genre. No one took it seriously after that, which I think is kind of both a good and a bad thing. I don't like pretty much any of the Scream sequels progressively going downhill. I'm not looking forward to see what they do with the fifth one. Yeah, they already did the reboot arc. It's a very fun movie. It's a very 90s movie, and that's the main reason I included it in my kind of top 10 here. The only movies that stand out to me from the 1990s are either they kind of are a little bit more meta and poke fun at the tropes or they reinvent an old type of movie and scream does both very well 
uh the twist ending of scream is a yo yeah yeah how many like copycats like basically every movie in this genre that came out after it tried to do the same twist you mean the you mean the slash franchise <laughs> that came out like 15 years later <laughs> shot on shittio <laughs> shot on shittio <laughs> all right number six um my hint here is this is not an 80s horror movie but it kind of feels like one okay uh i'm going with it follows final answer interesting i guess yeah i guess that does feel like an 80s horror film i wasn't really god fuck yeah good call <laughs> right before you said that i was gonna go with it comes at night because i feel like there's no way nate's not gonna want to talk about this movie on the podcast i feel like based on how i've heard nate talk about it comes at night it's a little bit later on this list i'd be surprised though in a horror top 10 favorites it'd be in his top 10 because i feel like it comes at night it's just more of a suspenseful thriller to me there's not a lot of like horror elements at least like in my mind but you're right, Nate could have it in his top five. I mean, I said it in 2017. It is my favorite movie of 2017. I've seen a couple movies from 2017 that I probably like more in hindsight, but at one point it was my favorite movie of 2017. So take that for what you will. But I was also thinking The Witch because it is like that one location characters, but then the ending of The Witch kind of throws me off because that's very non-80s horror i mean to me the witch sticks out as like really modern though like in its tone like i don't see the witch and think 80s yeah no one does like hard period horror movies until robert eggers came around yeah that's true i'll go with it comes at night i'll lock it in alden do you have anything not really i am kind of siding with josh do you want to ask me a question about it comes at night to maybe you've talked about this so much i'm not sure i have to <laughs> that's fair i i guess for the audience i could but i don't really know what to ask talk about it <laughs> it comes at night it's a really really smart uh, psychological thriller kind of almost a whodunit in a way uh where these characters uh it's like a, a mixed race couple and their son uh, are living in this like house in the woods you don't know too much about the world apparently it's fallen to shambles and they're just trying to survive the dad's extremely resourceful and one day when he's out gathering resources in the woods, he comes across another guy. They kind of are like, oh shit, we could kill each other right now and like, you know, whatever. And then he realizes, you know, maybe this guy needs some resources. He does have a vehicle, so that helps them gather more resources. And so they offer to trade him and his family, his wife and his son living in the uh, house with them in exchange to be able to use the car. And it's definitely more of a character piece and kind of like, what does it say about society when it comes to viewing, helping other people, uh, whether that be immigration or something else like that? Uh, you kind of get this this sense that these other characters that get introduced later are a sort of like refugee uh, equivalent. And the trailer was kind of like, oh, this is going to be like a horror monster movie. There's something out in the woods and it's killing their dog and their uncle and their grandpa and all this random shit. And uh, yeah, no, it's a lot smarter than that has a great payoff too the ending is horrific and i love this movie i've seen it probably six times it's depressing though hell yeah sweet you guys locking in it comes at night still after that explanation yeah number six on my list is it follows hell not it yeah. comes at night jory uh, that's fucking right bitches <laughs> i wanted to go through with josh i was like like let's look at the modern movies that we have on this list here so we have halloween 2018 it follows 
Conjuring 2, The Babadook, maybe Final Destination, probably not, though. It came out 2000. Wyatt Place, The Witch, and It Comes at Night. Like, to me, the most 80s out of all of these is obviously It Follows. You also forgot Hereditary. I did forget Hereditary in Midsummer. I can't read, Nate. I'm struggling. (laughs) (laughs) Are you an MCU fan? Yes, I watched Ant-Man 2 last night, and I loved it! Someone said in the comments of our MCU video, like, three days ago, it's like, they, they tagged a time when Jory was having a monologue and it said, hey, it's the guy who's never heard of co- comic books before. And I just thought <laughs> that hilarious. <laughs> just wait until the Batman video essay. <laughs> this guy's never heard of comic books before. Okay, so Tommy Elliott was involved in the Cobblepot feud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're now creeping into my top five here. Um, yeah, Jory guessed it follows right on the money fantastic movie um david robert mitchell i believe is the name of the director incredible horror director he did it follows i believe was his first feature film debut he did a couple of shorts before that that i actually watched after i watched it follows and all of his movies have a very distinct kind of style decade homages um it follows is very much a john carpenter-esque 80s horror movie and his follow-up to that under the silver lake is very much a 70s spy movie or um detective movie rather not so much spy but they're both also kind of horror movies. They're both kind of mysteries. Uh, what I really love about It Follows is how real the world feels, but also how dreamlike the world feels. There's like some girl who's like reading a book on this thing that looks like a clamshell. And you're like, well, maybe that's like a Kindle or something. But then they never talk about it. They never explain it. There's like this sense of like this lack of adult supervision. Uh, besides this one scene where they go to the school, there's a uh, secretary. There's not too many full on adult characters. And it feels like this almost like it it's the whole movie takes place within nightmare on elm street in a dream sequence and i really like that the monster is really creative too because it can be anybody that just aimlessly follows you until you die in fact this is the horror movie version of tag 28 (laughs) and it's also a metaphor for stds which is really cool because that's what the 80s were all about was cocaine and aids yeah the entire time i was watching this movie i like couldn't stop i think i saw it with my cousin and my mom and i kept saying to my cousin i was like oh no the std monster is coming it's really fucked up that they're not rapping it (laughs) speaking of uh speaking of david david robert mitchell uh uh, there's a scene in the movie where it is like standing naked in the form of a man on top of the roof. Isn't that him? I don't think so. That's an older dude. And I'm pretty sure David Robert Mitchell's only like 36 at the oldest. And that dude's like 50. Yeah, I remember hearing that, but no, like I'm looking at a picture of him now and I'm like, that doesn't look like him. I'm pretty sure that's not him. But that would be hilarious if he did expose himself to his entire cast and crew. <laughs> what a Chad move. All right, number five. Uh, What's my number five? Yeah, I can say this. It's a little controversial. Uh-oh. This is the only movie of its type. This is the only movie in this subgenre, in this category, this specific type of horror movie. All right, are there any horror movies with black people in them? Night of the Living Dead, I see you there. Is having a black person in your movie make it a new genre? According to the Oscars, yes. I don't know, ask Jordan Peele. <laughs> oh yeah, please note that Get Out is not on this list because get out is not a horror movie it is a it is a comedy it is a satire (laughs) yeah i agree it's just the way that you said that was really funny uh josh do you want to try uh putting our heads together here so 
he says that like it's the only of its uh kind can the only of its kind had se- have sequels because that's what i'm like juggling with right now i would assume no yes like it could but i wouldn't think those sequels would be on the list then if it's the only of that specific genre right because its sequels would probably be of that same genre because i was thinking of the exorcist but i feel like nate likes the exorcist three more that's interesting that's a very interesting (laughs) i love the exorcist and the exorcist three is very very underrated but i would hesitate to say i like it more it's not as good of a movie okay (laughs) it's my i prefer it but it's definitely i couldn't say it's better it it's definitively weaker (laughs) it was really throwing me off this whole video because i'm like where's the exorcist 3 i know nate likes that movie i wanted to put it in my top 10 but i couldn't find a spot for it it's probably my number like 12 or 13 based on all that sequel talk now it has me thinking that it's definitely a sequel that the rest of the series is not represented on here could it be silence of the lambs that's not really a sequel though yeah well it has sequels but i don't know maybe i'm dwelling on that too much the part where nate was like struggling to see if he could say the thing and he was like yeah i can say this it's got to be something a little more controversial when i say it's part of the same it's like the only one of this genre this is the only movie where the threat this is the only movie where the threat of this film is the the only threat of this film on the whole list i guess you could make a case for a few others but it's more clearly defined in those what the threat is. Could it be Halloween 3 then, Jory? When he said that, my initial thought was Poltergeist. Because I'm looking on here and I'm not seeing any other straight up like ghost movies. But we know like what the threat of Poltergeist is though. Yeah, but how many shape-shifting alien movies are there on here? There's The Thing. There's sort of Halloween 3. Halloween 3 is definitely on Nate's list. Like that's a, I know that's his favorite Halloween movie, but I don't know where it is um there's no shape-shifting alien in halloween 3 not shape-shifting alien but like this weird magic thing that like takes over people but yeah it would be weird for poltergeist to not be on nate's list because that is his first horror movie this is number five right yeah I don't want to, like, attach us to Poltergeist, but I'm looking at the rest of this list, like, as far as threats that I saw were different, and talking about sequels, like, my mind first went to, like, Saw 2, but then I was like, that's probably not on Nate's top 10. Yeah. That is my favorite Saw movie, though. That's pretty based, but... We are in the top 5 now, and it's, like, it's gotta be, like... We're starting to get, hmm, or we go back to... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So the thread is very clear, you're saying, Nate. Yeah, I I would say it's it's pretty obvious. The second act of this movie, you meet the, the, uh, like, what the threat is. And you're like, oh, okay, so that's the threat of this film. Oh, wait, could it be... It makes me want to say it comes at night, because I feel like in the second act, that's when you learn the threat is just themselves. Initially... My thought when he said that was Rosemary's Baby. Ooh. Ah. That's a great film. And I feel like it is not like the rest of the movies on here in that, like, Satan and, like, Satanism isn't, like, the threat in this movie. And I feel like it would be up there on, like, a greatest horror movies of all time and probably on Nate's greatest horror movies. Well, maybe not on Nate's, but I'm not sure. You saying I don't respect the classics, Jory? No, I know you respect the classics, Nate, but I don't know. I think that's an interesting choice. I didn't even think of that. Alden, what are you going to go with? Dude, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Fairly confident in my own decision with the thing. That's true. You guys are making 
giving solid points for like three other films as well so it's just like as far as the sequel talk thing goes i can definitely see the thing being around here uh, that's what i jumped to first when he said sequels don't there could be sequels but not on this list but controversial though debates i had with nate about it comes at night i really think it could be that yeah i mean you guessed it last round yeah do you think that it's this low for him the typical genre conventions of horror would matter to him as much if he likes that movie as much as it sounds like he does i just think there's a lot of horror movies on here well i guess four others that i think he would re-watch more which maybe i don't know if that's how he put this list together this list is pretty much like it's probably the order of how often i've seen these movies like the amount of times i've seen them at least this top 10. Okay, I'm confident. I'm going to lock It Comes at Night. All right, Josh is going for It Comes at Night for the second round in a row. Alden, what do you predict? I feel like It Comes at Night is a little too low here, so I'm going to stick with the thing. Okay. I also feel like It Comes at Night is a little low, and It Comes at Night doesn't really come with the sequel baggage that I think that whatever the movie that is here definitely has. So I think I am going to agree with Alden on this one and go with the thing. My number five was Midsummer. It's the only movie where a cold cult a cult an explicit non-witch non-voodoo zombie related cult is the antagonist you meet them at the very beginning of the second act and you're with them through the rest of the film god That's damn it Rosemary's i didn't even baby. think of that wow i was thinking of all the second act stuff and none of it was midsummer i completely forgot about hereditary. i thought at this point midsummer was not gonna make the list Oof. i just forgot about it <laughs> you did earlier too yeah I can't read. I started watching Marvel movies again. Are you happy? Comment section. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you actually watch Ant-Man and the Wasp last night? Okay. <laughs> no, I didn't watch Ant-Man and the Wasp last night. I'm way behind on the John Carpenter movies. There's no fucking way I'm watching Ant-Man and the Wasp first. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing John Carpenter movies next week, and then two weeks after that, we're doing 80s horror movies, and then two weeks after that, we're doing Stanley Kubrick movies. You guys need to fucking step it up with the homework i don't have as much homework to do for stanley kubrick based all right guys it's number four it's definitely a horror movie and it's definitely <laughs> definitely a horror movie what can i say about the genre okay yeah okay it's a horror movie that feels more like a mystery or kind of like a noir through most of the first and second act interesting it doesn't really fully commit to the horror movie bit until like the end of the second act what do you want to say josh i want to fucking say it comes at night again i'm gonna pee because <laughs> i think there is a mystery aspect to that and it does have a yeah but is it really is it really a noir like i feel like i've never heard that about that i don't know what would be another example of a noir on this list like think like classic detective movies like the maltese falcon and like la confidential like that's what a noir is really like i know you know that but there's an actual movie like that though on this list i would argue that there's literally one and if you've seen this movie you'll know exactly what i'm talking about shit <laughs> oh boy <laughs> So I'm guessing you guys haven't seen this movie. If you've seen this movie. Fuck! <laughs> uh, once I say it, you're going to be like, oh shit, he does talk about that movie a lot, doesn't he? God damn it, what are some movies that Nate never shut the, shuts the fuck up about? <laughs> Josh guessing it comes at night for the third round in a row. <laughs> yeah, thinking about the movies that I haven't seen on here yet that I think could be like possible uh josh have you seen either suspiria uh no all right let's look up suspiria <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, actually 
Yeah, I could kind of see that being like a noir kind of. It's like a hyper-saturated noir, which is interesting. I've never really thought of it that way, but there are some shots that are very reminiscent of something like Maltese Falcon. Look up the um, look up the original first, and then the sequel second. It might help you figure out. I was about to say Dakota Johnson. I'm like, wait, wrong movie. That's the remake, and actually. That's when I realized Dakota Johnson can act. I remember, uh, do you guys remember that clip with Dakota Johnson on the Ellen show where she was talking about how Ellen didn't show up to her birthday? Yeah. <laughs> no, Ellen, I sent you the invite. Oh, no, that must not have happened. No, I sent you the invite, Ellen, <laughs> to my birthday party. In all fairness, I would not want to go to Dakota Johnson's birthday. No, she seems weird. That's probably why they picked her for Suspiria. I feel like it really could be the original. I assume I missed some more hint my hint was that it's pretty much the first two acts are like a noir murder mystery kind of vibe yeah right now we're talking about suspiria both the original and the remake i think suspiria is pretty sus period uh-huh. do you like do you like the remake nate yeah I, I love both um i think that the remake does a lot of very very bold differences but also homages to the first but it, it, it does a really good job of like expanding upon the story I will say it's over an hour longer, which is insane. And um, its pacing is very... Both movies kind of have a weird pacing where it's like, holy shit, crazy-ass kill in the first 20 minutes and then slows way the fuck down. So I guess you could kind of both say that they're not necessarily slow. But the uh, sequel kind of runs with its environment and its aesthetics more. But then also like lends itself to being more of a period drama while also being like one of the craziest horror movies of all time. I'd highly recommend watching them both, but I feel like every single person who watches both will strongly prefer one over the other. So Josh, you said before that you were leaning on the original after looking into both of them. Yeah. I am kind of leaning towards the sequel well it's it's a it's a remake well yeah 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 my bad the remake not the sequel kind of does go a little bit further so in a way it is the requel can i ask what has been placed already we got psycho at number 10 creep show at number nine return of the living dead at eight scream at seven six was it follows and five was midsummer yeah jory i'll lock the original and you can lock the remake yeah i'm gonna go with the the remake the 2018 version it really hurts that i haven't seen a good amount of these uh, yeah i've seen all of these movies at least three times so i will say your first hint for this it was a pretty good description of Psycho. But Psycho was number 10. And Psycho was number 10. That's why That's why I asked him to repeat, just so I could make sure. Yeah, it, that is kind of a noir, sort of. I'm going to probably side with Josh on this one. You think it's Suspiria 1977? Maybe. You want to ask me a question about a movie? Give me a second to look this one up. Okay. Uh, the Twilight Zone movie. I don't know much about the movie. I don't think it's on Nate's list. It's it's a horror anthology film, uh, and two of the episode or two of the uh, anthology segments are retellings of popular episodes, and then two of them are original. It's it's an interesting movie. It came out the same year as Creepshow, which I find a little interesting because they were both horror anthology films. And you kind of don't see those anymore. Fucking what's it called just came out? Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And Lives were literally 
lost to make to make the Twilight Zone movie. <laughs> yeah. And uh, each each segment was actually directed by a different director. Um, Spielberg directed one. Uh, John Landis directed one. And someone else that was pretty infamous directed a segment too. Hold on, George Miller. George Miller. Uh, George Romero directed most of uh creep show oh and then stephen king stars in a segment which is fucking hilarious and then he wrote yeah john lithgow is in it john lithgow is in is actually really really great in uh uh the twilight zone the movie there's like a jump scare with him that is incredible i think it's actually the opening scene nice well it's obviously not that um yeah, I'm going to side with Josh. Suspiria, 1977. All of you are wrong. Mm, okay. Whoa. It is Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Damn it. Damn it. This is what I get for not watching Halloween 3 yet. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's fucking amazing. And yeah, I think a lot of the reason why people don't like it, um, not only the fact that it's the third movie in a franchise with a slasher killer um, with Michael Myers. It's more about the atmosphere. It's the main character is a doctor whose patient gets killed by a mysterious man and he tries to figure out who it is. It's literally the first two acts are a noir and then he gets to this small town and there's literally guys in suits and boiler hats watching him at every turn. Soundtrack's incredible. John Carpenter actually came back and did about half the soundtrack but it's all centered around this day leading up to Halloween where like these kids have masks and it on, on Halloween at 9pm be sure to be sitting around your television to watch the Silver Shamrock Halloween giveaway and no one knows what that is and the payoff is incredible. The third act is epic. More people should watch that movie. Probably one of my biggest, um, I don't want to say guilty pleasure, because I think there is a lot of merit to it. But holy shit, I wish the Halloween movies went in this direction, where they were like a horror anthology every year, like they were supposed to be. This movie thrives so much being a movie that was released around Halloween. Time for number three. What do you think my third favorite horror movie of all time is? I don't know how big of a hint I can give this late. I think it's It Comes at Night and I'm locking. I agree. I agree. You all think it's It Comes at Night. Well, actually, can you give me... No hint. I'm that's locking. fine. I want a hint. If it's in your top two, that's going to be really wild. Yeah, it is. The, your hint is it's been talked about before. It Comes at Night has been talked about a lot. There's some other movies that have been talked about a few times, Alden. So you pick what you think my number three is. Oh. Been brought up a couple times. Well, It Comes at Night has been brought up a ton, so maybe I'll just stick with that. Yeah, Josh has already guessed it twice. Didn't he guess it three times? He just picked it a third time. And Jory also locked it comes at night. <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna join the bandwagon, Alden, or are you gonna stand out? I'm I'm trying I'm trying to look through the list. I'm gonna read what everyone has guessed so far. Maybe this will help you. Josh has guessed Psycho, Scream, Halloween, Scream, It Comes at Night, It Comes at Night, Suspiria, It Comes at Night. Jory has guessed Psycho 2, American Werewolf in London. Day of the Dead, Scream, It Follows, The Thing, Suspiria, It Comes at Night. Alden, you have guessed Night of the Living Dead, Child's Play, The Thing, Scream, It Comes at Night, The Thing, Suspiria. <laughs> There's a couple repeats on here. Uh... It could be the thing. You know what? I think it's either I think it's either the thing, uh, scream, or it comes at night. Scream's already on the list. Scream's already been placed. You all guessed it at number seven. <laughs> and I think it's it comes at night. I assume you really like the thing. We've talked about it a little bit, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say the thing. You're buying into the thing for number three. Okay. You guys are gonna hate me. 
but Alden's right. Oh my god. It is my number three, my third favorite horror movie of all time. I'm a gamer. There it is. Oh my goodness. The top two. My number two. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, my hint for number two is it prominently takes place in pretty much the same location the whole film. I'm gonna lock I'm gonna lock Poltergeist. Ooh. Okay. It was Nate's first horror movie. He's talked about it some a lot. I think it I think it's on this list. I agree. Yeah, it does prominently take place at that at that house, like through all three acts. There's like one cutaway gag at the end where they go to a hotel, but I wouldn't really count that. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna play a wild card. I don't wanna be put in a box at all. I wanna guess something that hasn't been talked about. I'm gonna say fucking evil dead. Ooh. Yeah, that does prominently take place at a cabin in the woods. Yep, it's an interesting one. Evil Dead. Bro, I'm not sure. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that Evil Dead 2 wasn't on this list. Yes, I do think that's interesting. Because I love that movie a lot. I also love the first Evil Dead. And I think, like, as a filmmaker, the first Evil Dead kind of resonates with me more. Because there's so many, like, dumb mistakes that are made. But, like, it's so charming in a way. Yeah. Tonally, I think the second one is stronger. You did talk about it with, like, the whole slider thing back when we were talking about sequels better than the original in that evil dead 2 nails its horror comedy blend and found out what it wanted to be more while also kind of retreading the story of the first one yeah i think the first one's more iconic for me personally i agree critically acclaimed movies that have been yet to be brought up yeah nobody's ever talked about uh hereditary yet i don't know if that's a single location movie probably not but pretty much i mean there's like the school there's the old lady's apartment there's the party there's the car there's the side of the road i would hesitate to call that a single location if we go by if we go by duel of the takes lore in the a24 tournament nate voted for midsummer over hereditary so i figured it wasn't on the list i see very bold good memory josh that was like almost a year ago <laughs> that was less than six months ago wait what oh wait that was march you're right that was like nine months ago six months ago it, this year has felt like purgatory this year has felt like the lighthouse. Yeah, and it was like less than six months ago, and I was like, oh no, you can't do this to me. <laughs> what are you locking, Alden? I don't know. How much uh, location variation is there, and it comes at night? Not many. There's pretty much the woods, the truck, the house. Roger that. I'm sticking with it comes at night. It comes at night is my number two. Is that what you think? Uh, no, but maybe. It's locked. Okay, is everyone sticking with their answers? Any more questions? Yeah, sure fuck it yeah all right i can't believe no one has talked about this at all it's sticking out like a sore thumb on this list of movies my number two is the shining oh like what the fuck yeah what the fuck i didn't watch the shining <laughs> y'all folded nate you know i don't know how to read <laughs> i literally looked at it before picking it comes at night again all right if we're guessing my favorite horror movie of all time we've had like 20 guesses for it comes at night <laughs> yeah I, i'm not giving a hint i think uh you guys know me pretty well so you should be able to figure out what my favorite horror movie of all time is <laughs> yeah i know nate i know nate likes uh jeff goldblum it's the fly <laughs> i put my number one movie at the very top of the pool of movies to choose 
from. <laughs> the Fly would be a pretty based horror movie to have as your favorite. Yeah, it really would. I would have a lot of respect for that person. There's a part of me that really wants to say it comes at night. But then there's also a part of me that also wants to think like the Evil Dead, Poltergeist. Like there's a couple here that I know Nate really appreciates. Yeah, like I said, I've seen all 40 of these movies at least three times. So my appreciation for this entire list is pretty damn high. This movie that is my number one, this is kind of the hint, I guess, is the movie on this list I have seen the most amount of times. I'm almost 100% sure of that. Yeah, I was just thinking about that, and I don't think It Comes at Night is on this list. Yeah, after after all that. (laughs) I do find myself sort of leaning towards Josh's take of Poltergeist now, though. We have to go back in time to 2017 and tell 2017 Nate, hey, you're going to make a top 10 horror movies, and It Comes at Night is not going to be on there, so maybe you shouldn't talk about it as much to your friends. People are allowed to talk about the stuff they like, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have a take for that when we're done with this list (laughs) nate's gonna be like yeah it's not in the top horror movies of all time but it's better than every single one of them (laughs) yeah i was thinking poltergeist but i don't think he's seen poltergeist i've seen that movie a lot like as much as other Mm, i guess (laughs) i've seen that movie a lot you were saying that he saw it like when he was a kid and like it was his first horror movie i think that poltergeist is an extremely rewatchable horror movie especially if you started with it at a young age i i will say i have seen poltergeist probably six or seven times i'm trying to downplay poltergeist because it's going up against my favorite horror movie in a couple weeks can i ask how much you've seen a movie he's just said uh six or seven times well yeah i'm not asking poltergeist i'm asking hereditary hereditary i've seen that four maybe five times okay what about the exorcist story i don't know seen that shit a lot too that's kind of wild it wouldn't be on his list but at the same time he really likes exorcist 3 and maybe he just he isn't attached to that franchise as much as others which is fine Mm -hmm. i think it's a great horror movie i think it's a weak franchise i think exorcist 3 only works because it's so wildly different from the first one if that makes any sense exorcist 3 was written by the same guy who wrote the first exorcist movie or book rather book and movie he didn't want it to be a sequel at all it was all the characters names were changed um but when they went to make it a movie they took his story and then changed the characters' names to be a sequel to the first Exorcist movie. Oh my god. So it's really, it's barely an Exorcist movie. Similar premise, same kind of like dark religious themed horror film with possession, but it's totally very different. Yeah. Based on what Nate likes, it would be so strange if Poltergeist isn't on this list at all. I think I'm going to play it safe and just say Poltergeist. I think I'm going to agree. All right. Are you drinking the Kool-Aid, Alden? No, sorry, I didn't go to Jonestown. I'm thinking I I want to play a wild card here. Maybe you know, maybe you would know more about horror movies if you did. I would agree. You certainly would have gotten that uh, 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 Midsummer one. Yeah. How much have we talked about Saw Two? Not very much at all. Yeah, my my favorite horror movie of all time, Saw. <laughs> I I mean, it could be. It's my favorite Saw movie. I I dude, favorite horror movie of all time over the thing. That would be some jackass clown take. <laughs> wait a minute. It's not Saw two. <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did we ever place the thing? Yeah, it was number two. Okay. Sorry, my brain shut down for like two seconds. Yeah, the thing was number three. The Shining was two. All right, all right, we're good. All right, I'm sticking with Poltergeist. All right, Alden. I'm really struggling here. 
I feel like Poltergeist is the safe bet. If you want to be different, Alden, another one that I was really considering was also Silence of the Lambs. Ooh, that's a good choice. Thinking that, that's one of the ones I'm looking at right now. Um, When was the first time you saw Silence of the Lambs? Probably like a year or two after I saw Poltergeist. I was probably 11 or 12. Damn. Oh, shit. Why don't we just go down the whole list and ask him how many uh, times he's seen everything, and then we can just be like, okay, well. Well, Josh and Troy are already locked with Poltergeist, so I guess you could do that if you want to help Alden out. <laughs> how many times have you seen Silence of the Lambs? Probably four, maybe five. What about Nightmare on Elm Street? Are we really going to do this? Like three? No, I'm just picking ones. Do, 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 do. I almost drank an entire pot of coffee today. It's 3 30 in the afternoon <laughs> fine at least it's before five you know what poltergeist might be the pick yeah really josh and jory came to that conclusion like 10 minutes ago so if you're if you're gonna spend 10 minutes of my time to just join the bandwagon and drink the kool-aid i'm gonna be moderately upset and disappointed in you. yeah that's fine i'm not yet <laughs> <laughs> do it now if you're gonna do it all right alden you're gonna go with your gut in three seconds three two one no 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 don't rush him he can do more investigating alden you have 10 seconds to pick poltergeist or else you're not allowed to pick it i don't need to pick it i am for okay can i get the the that have been placed one you're not picking poltergeist i have forgotten most of them again number 10 was psycho number nine was creep show number eight was return of the living dead number seven scream six it follows five midsummer Four, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Three, The Thing. And two, The Shining. Yeah, whatever. I'm going to say The Evil Dead. Okay. Not a bad pick. Uh, notable movies that were not on my list. I'm going to say this uh, before I reveal what my number one movie was. Uh-oh. Poltergeist, not on my list. Uh, it Comes at Night also not on my list. Evil Dead, not on my list. My number one horror movie of all time is the 1977 Suspiria. Interesting. Whoa. I was really interested in that looking at it. I have watched that movie upwards of upwards of 20 times, maybe more. I used to fall asleep to this movie in college. <laughs> That's pretty fucked up. You've told me that before. I don't know why I forgot. Um, it is my favorite cinematography in a film ever. The um, color and like use of like saturation and production design mixed with like vibrant lights is super unique. And there's also really awesome miniatures in this and some crazy high angles. It literally reminds me of like Batman 89 in the best of ways at certain times where it's like, this is clearly a soundstage, but it feels like it's a fantasy world. It's a very grounded movie. So the fact that it has those very, very, um surrealist visuals is something that i love also it's one part slasher movie two part occult which it, it's awesome um i do like the remake a lot too i just haven't seen it enough for it to like grow on me i think the best thing about that is tilda swinton playing three characters <laughs> i just think one of those characters is like takes up too much screen time because his character in the first is literally in like two scenes and he's in over half the movie in the uh, in the remake. It comes at night, not on my list. I would hesitate to call that a horror film despite the fact that it was advertised as one. It is all the horror stuff comes in dream sequences. And to me, that adds to the psychological thriller nature of it. If there was a little bit of that supernatural element in the reality, I would say that it is definitely a horror movie. But to me, it really just feels more like a paranoid filled mystery. I, there's nothing about that that is surreal or 
or horror horrifying to me it's it's very much about modern paranoia and i guess that you could say you know movies don't need a supernatural element to be horror movies but they definitely need some sort of motive or active killer the person that's infected in this movie doesn't know they're infected until the end of the movie as well so it's not like they're intentionally being malicious i'm kind of happy uh poltergeist was not your number one because it gives me hope that psycho 2 can make it out of the opening uh, rounds in a couple weeks yeah i actually rewatched poltergeist for this uh 80s horror movie thing and i have some like issues with it in the pacing department um i like psycho 2 a lot too but i, I think it's still a no-brainer when we get there <laughs> um should i add up the point totals Sure, but um, let me see if I can guess. Sounds like Josh won. Actually, maybe not if he guessed it. He guessed it comes at night twice and Poltergeist twice, and neither are on the list. Rip. Oh, no, he guessed it comes at night three times. Josh is down negative 50, negative 60, negative 65 points for Josh. <laughs> he guessed two movies right, though, both Psycho and Scream. Um, well, everyone kind of got Scream right. Jory's down 40, 42, 52, 62, 72 points down for Jory. <laughs> negative 72 for Jory. <laughs> Alden won with negative 60 points. Whoa. Wow. He did it. So one more time, my list of top 10 horror movies. Number 10, Psycho. Number 9, Creepshow. Number 8, Return of the Living Dead. 7, Scream. 6, It Follows. 5, Midsummer. 4, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. 3, The Thing. 2, The Shining. And 1, Suspiria. Alden won with a list of Night of the Living Dead. Drop 10 points. Child's Play, drop 10 points. The Thing, drop 5 points. Scream, ding, ding, ding. It Comes at Night, drop 10 points. The Thing, drop 2 points. Suspiria, 1977, drop 3 points. The Thing, ding, ding, ding. It Comes at Night, drop 10 points. And Evil Dead, drop 10 points. I think this format needs some work. <laughs> I think it's perfect. Do you? Do you? I do not. <laughs> I Well, what would you guys do differently? I think that uh, we should make it so that you can only guess any given movie once. Oh, okay. First of all. That would have saved Josh um, 50 points. Josh would have had negative 15. It would have saved Josh, and it also would have nerfed Alden guessing the thing so many times and just reaping the benefits of that. Like, if somebody just picked your, like, number five, that would be an optimal placement like every time <laughs> or like picture number one until it got to your number one i guess point values could be a big thing but i feel like overall the format's fine no i think you should be capped to guessing the same thing once that would be smart that's the only thing i think we need to change i mean that's fine until you get to a point where it's like you get a hint and you know it's that movie but you can't pick it that's part of why you shouldn't get a thing wrong the thing with that is then if they can only guess that movie and then the other movies are being revealed like as it goes and they've guessed nine other movies and there's been 10 that have played or nine that have been placed at that point now 18 movies they know it's not it like the process of elimination that window you have like a no 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 not that you can't pick movies that other people have picked just you personally cannot because then at the most like you would just have yeah you still have a five percent chance of randomly guessing that last yeah but that's low enough okay that's fair like do you really think that we're gonna be like that lucky be like uh fuck it close my eyes point this format will work in the future though is like we have a guest on and we're just guessing their top 10 like that's what uh 
Nicholas Harmon was suggesting when he created this format. He gives us a list of 30 to 40 movies and we have to guess his top 10. He wouldn't be able to give hints as much because like that would give it away if it's not tied to one genre. I also feel like the hint system is what saved it for me though because if that wasn't here I would have been completely fucking lost. Yeah. Like I feel like hints have to be a part of it. Dope. Especially if it's like a guest like somebody I like do not know personally. Like here it is Kiernan's top 10 movies of all time bro I don't fucking know. You don't like Django. Guess Jackie Brown. For one until, is uh, fucking you. once upon a time. <laughs> but this was good for a first attempt. I liked it. I'm curious uh, of these movies like which one are your guys' favorite? Do any of you have like a top 10 or a top 5 horror movies of all time? Like just rough list? Not off the top of my head but I do think Evil Dead would have been on here for me. The Thing would have probably been like a base higher maybe it would have taken it for me i'm not completely sure but like altogether, i think this is a solid list i've been looking at suspirio a little bit more and it looks really interesting and since it's nate's favorite horror movie of all time i'm definitely gonna have to check it out it's definitely not for everyone a lot of people hate that movie but it's also like a cult classic so the soundtrack's dope as fuck i i praise psycho a lot earlier and another movie on here that i absolutely love that i feel like I haven't really talked about a lot is Child's Play. Child's Play is probably like my favorite, like, because I don't think Psycho is like a horror and I don't think Child's Play either. We talked about that comedic aspect, but I think that's why I love it. Uh, Child's Play would definitely be somewhere in my top 10, maybe top five, maybe top three, depending on the day. Wow. I appreciate that it's bold it is <laughs> of the um like main like slasher kind of movie monsters i mean we're gonna be making a video on that or an episode on that really quick yeah chucky's probably like my favorite just because it's so wildly different like jason Voorhees is kind of just like a big zombie dude you know michael myers depends on the movie sometimes he's just some random dude that's swole as fuck other times he's also an undead zombie dude it doesn't really make any sense and then like freddy krueger is just like some sort of nightmare beast that was once a child predator that got burned to death so he's fucking stupid um chucky's probably my favorite just because he's wildly different yeah but he tells jokes yeah but so does leprechaun and so does chucky so it's like i don't know I... yeah but i feel like i like freddy krueger don't be mean to him don't be mean to him <laughs> Freddy Krueger sucks. If I have the opportunity when we do that, I'm killing him. I fucking hate Freddy Krueger. If anyone's wondering, my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street movie is also Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors, starring Patricia Arquette. It's literally New Mutants, but they're trying to kill uh, uh, Freddy Krueger. That's why he likes it. <laughs> they're all kids with psychic dream abilities and kill Freddy Krueger. That's like their whole goal. And they're in like a psych ward. You know who I actually kind of appreciated? I, I don't know how this is going to be received, but I kind of liked Jackie Earl Haley when he was Freddy Krueger. It's no Robert England, but he's all right. I mean, no, he was a different take on the character. And it sure, it was like more of that like late, uh 2000s early 2010s like oh we have to be like we got to make everything taken seriously like coming off of the dark night i don't know i liked it that does it for this episode thank you everyone uh what are some of your favorite horror movies let us know in the comments below if you're watching on youtube be sure to check out the links in the description whatever platform you're on we've got a lot of cool stuff we're promoting join our discord if you want part of the discussion we're trying every day to make it worth your time all right you guys want to play among us I gotta get a game on my phone. Get a game on your phone, Josh. What's wrong with that? Why do you not like having games on your phone? <laughs> Nothing's wrong. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Duel of the Takes. If you haven't already, check out the Duel of the Takes YouTube channel, where we have highlights of every episode, bonus lists, as well as comedy sketches and more. 
Also, give us a follow on Instagram. We do interactive stories, daily movie and pop culture memes, and starting next week, when we record, if we ever need a tiebreaker, we will go live to you, our audience, to get an answer. Also, if you want to be a part of the discussion, check out our Discord channel for movie debates, hot takes, gaming moments, etc. Next week, we are ranking John Carpenter's directorial filmography with friend of the show, Nicholas Alexander. And as always, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.